Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. And today, I got something very, very, very special. We've got Return of the Sveti, Svetlana. Hello. Welcome back, Svetlana. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so if you have all been following us at Captain Bagrat, Svetlana came on on the second episode on Young Love, Yellow Night. Why are you German? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it must be your beautiful name, Svetlana. Madam Chan is now Madam Kransky. <laughs> But she's not cranky. <laughs> yeah, so your episode, um, the second one that we've ever done, is the most popular for downloads ever. Is that just because we talked about dick sizes on it? I think so, because pretty much all the um, feedback I've been getting, people have been going, that's Svetlana. I don't know where you found her, but she says it. She says it as it is. I'm just saying, I don't know where this Asian guys have small dicks thing came from. It's like they never even banged an Asian guy. I think they should try it. Do an experiment. Science. I know. I mean, it's not all in the statistics. I mean, there's apparently a website where they have the average size of every man from every nationality. I mean, okay. Mm. We might be rehashing my previous <laughs> episode, but one, let's do the even if argument. Even if it was a true stereotype, if you were basing your partner choice just solely on the size of their wing bang doodle, honey, <laughs> you're shallow. <laughs> and two, it ain't true. Okay, okay, it ain't true. Yeah, because, you know, some um, white men don't have very big appendages either. Some of them don't. Mm. Some of them have real tiny. And yeah. I'm sure there's some black guy out there who's real tiny too. Exactly. Like, it's not all just what you saw in the National Geographic when you were a kid and then based your entire worldview on, Karen. <laughs> oh poor Karen uh, I know a few Karens and they're pretty cool actually I do feel sorry for people legitimately named Karen But I also do find Karen quite funny for calling out white bullshit <laughs> And I like how Svetlana calls out yellow bullshit too uh, I don't know, I do think like like some of the circles I'm in Women get upset over Karens, they say it's sexist I think it is very sexist when it comes from white men But when people of colour are using it to call out toxic white women i mm. do think they have a point you know like have you seen that video of the woman in central park no i haven't tell me so she's walk walking her dog off leash and a guy who happens to be african-american asked her to put her dog on a leash because it's a not an off-leash area and he's trying to bird watch and her dog is scaring away all the birds and she calls the police and tells them that an african-american man is threatening her life and it oh turns out this God. guy is like a graduate from an Ivy League university and like not threatening at all. And she just jumped to every horrible stereotype about black men. Just using it as a convenience as well. Uh, that is unacceptable behavior. So she is definitely a Karen. Yeah, OTT. Totally <laughs> OTT. Which, you know, a lot of times we don't need to be OTT. And even in fact, some of the media around at the moment during this COVID uh, times. Corona time. Corona time. Is a little bit all over the top. Oh, I definitely agree. And I think we saw the most of this at the start um, of the corona crisis. 
Because as in the beer. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Whenever I hear Corona, I'm thinking huh, beer. <laughs> I mean, if you order it all the time, it would be a bit of a crisis. I mean, think of all the beer you're missing out. <laughs> but no, no. When this was all starting, I think back in January and February, you know, it was still more of an overseas problem. We had like ten confirmed cases in Australia. And there was just so much demonization of East Asian people, mm. even at the point where like at my workplace, which I thought was like pretty progressive, I had Asian colleagues confiding to me that they had felt vilified and demonized by some of the jokes and comments that were being made. And I just thought in the office or in the streets, just everywhere, like not mm. necessarily in the office, but in their lives. And yeah, some of some of it was colleagues making jokes that were funny to them as a white person, but mm. wasn't funny if you were worried about your family and friends back home in China or, yeah. you know, worried for yourself if you'd had an experience of someone, you know, being aggressive towards you on the street. Oh, well, um, I got coughed at this morning. I know, I still can't get over uh, that. Teenagers. But he's the one that's spreading viruses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, yeah, he walked past. I was just sitting there waiting for my friend while drinking coffee. And then these two boys walk past, probably, what, 16, 17. And one of them goes... <coughs> And I looked at him, and so he saw that as, oh, finally, you looked at me, so I'm going to, you know, cough some more. And, you know, I said something really inappropriate to him because I'm like, well, you're 16. There's no reason, therefore, there's no reason for me to try and reason with you, so I'm going to give it to you. And he was so shocked when I said those words at him. That it made, he just didn't know what to do. I think he just ran off. Madam Chen, he sounds like a Karen. He yeah. was a male Karen. He was a male Karen. A male Karen. A, a Marin. Ma a Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a fish or something? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I do think what what I noticed from a white perspective is that there's always been a little bit of demonization around East Asian people. And I think a lot of it comes from the memory of SARS, which mm. doesn't make sense because there have been plenty of other new viruses and new diseases that have emerged all over the world. Yes. But for some reason, it's that association of SARS and East Asian people wearing masks that I often remember being made fun of when I was a young person growing up in Australia. People would make fun of Asians for wearing a SARS mask without having any kind of consciousness of of the trauma that was there and the and the reason that people wear masks in east asia is to protect those around them mm. not because they're scared that they're going to catch something it's a considerate thing to do i know it's a different mentality it over is a there totally different to mentality i mean oh my goodness i don't know if you've seen this viral tweet but it's from a woman and it says I wear a bra every day so that my nipples don't distract you, but you can't wear a mask. <laughs> like, it's not asking too much. It's really not. And I, I don't know why it's such a quantum leap for people to understand that. There's a respiratory illness going around, so cover your mouth and nose. But, yeah, you definitely see it, and it's, it seems to have evolved now that this has become a global problem, mm. and maybe the focus is less on on China and, and Asian people, but I think those biases are still very much there. They are, and they're amplified as well because they don't have a good understanding. It's usually like, you know, people learn from, oh, if it happened to me, then I understand, finally I have empathy and understand mm -hmm. how that feels. But the fact that, you know, a lot of these diseases actually don't originate from Asia no, or China. I mean, well, if we <laughs> just from a purely 
totally unqualified perspective. That's right, for both of us. For yeah. both of us. <laughs> I mean, oh, my mum's a scientist. Can I piggyback off that? Definitely. Um, but there's been Zika virus, which I think started in South America. I don't or even know somewhere. what Zika is. There you go. It's a mosquito-borne okay. illness that causes complications in pregnancy, I think. Yeah. Um, and then there's been like... Swine flu, which started in America. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> and nobody called that, you know, American pork lurgy or something. Or American bacon flu. Baconitis. <laughs> Baconitis. Baconitis. Yeah, and the uh, technical name for from who is H1N1 for swine flu. Is, and then H5N1 is bird flu because there's five birds for every one pig. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I think they said that um, swine flu also came from a bat. So the bat was apparently in a tree, and this American girl climbed the tree to hide from her parents or something like that, and that's how she caught it. I mean, no, <laughs> one's, spread it. no one's really going to know for sure, right? Like, yeah. I mean, look at BSE, um, bovine spongiform encephalopathy, also known as Jesus. mad cow disease. Mad. Mad cow disease is a horrible prion disease, mm. which was caused by... Prion, brain disease. Yes. So This pr- is the foot and mouth disease you're talking about? Uh, I don't think foot and mouth is a prion disease because they're yeah. not curable. There's nothing that you can do. Basically, it eats holes in your brain, makes it look like a sponge, where it's, hence the name spongiform mm. encephalopathy. But basically, that started because... Farmers were feeding cows mm. processed sheep, and that somehow caused the proteins yeah. to go bananas. I, I'm showing myself as not a scientist at yeah. the moment, but that was in the UK. And I mean, BSE and prion diseases occur in different parts of the world. It's a, there's another variant, Creutzfeldt-Jakob's disease, which I think is from Germany, mm. but um, the and Marburg virus from Germany as well, I think. And and there's these new viruses pop up all the time and. One thing that I found myself starting to question a bit more is I have a friend on Facebook who's a vegan activist. Mm. And one thing she said that I can't refute is that we get these diseases from abusing animals. That's right. And I think she makes a really good point. So, Michelle, if you're listening, you have definitely changed my perspective. You're my inspiration. Well, I don't think I could go vegan. I really don't. Mm. I'm weak. I'm a weak bitch. (laughs) But... She makes a really good point that when animals are abused, like cows being fed sheep... That's just gross. They don't do that. Cows eat grass. And that's that's part of the theory as to why it went so wrong and created this horrible disease. Another place where prion diseases exist is Kuru, which is in cannibalistic tribes in Indonesia. Yes, I've heard that. In Papua New Guinea, I I believe. Oh, it may be PNG. If I said the wrong thing, please tweet me and tell me the right answer. My Twitter handle is at (laughs) Y-O-U-R-M-U-M. Spetty. And right, Spetty, by the way. Um, yeah, but not my real Twitter handle in case you didn't figure that out. I just spelled out your mum. <laughs> oh, God. You crack me up. So, yeah, I think these, you know, these things are just part of the world. It's part of interacting with the natural world. And as scary as COVID-19 is, and I can say that as someone who has been quite scared mm. of it, we are still so much better off than we were 50 years ago when the Hong Kong flu killed millions of people. Yeah. And we're still so much better off than when polio was rampant. And I mean, look at even the, you know, the plague. Cancer statistics as well from smoking. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So this might make me sound racist, but I will never not laugh at somebody of Asian background taking off their mask to have a smoke. (laughs) 
I'm like, why? Honey, what are you doing? You're killing your lungs. I'm an ex-smoker. I know how hard it is to quit, but it is the best thing you will do for your health. It's worse than corona. Please, kids, don't smoke. No, the, the statistics in Australia is actually really good. Like, I think they said like four in a million have uh, fatality from the cases. Of coronavirus of, or yeah. smoking? <laughs> coronavirus, but smoking is probably a lot higher. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that just speaks volumes to our great medical system mm. um so thank you to all the medical staff out there who are working tirelessly and to the population in general to uh you know following, following restrictions exactly well i mean as you and i were discussing before recording there are some people out there who aren't who cop on Madame chan yes who i am going to track chan. down and stab um don't come <laughs> at me in a legal case if if you hear about a random white bitch stabbing someone it wasn't me another white person so that's fine yeah but <laughs> we all look the same i promise <laughs> Um, and you know, I just think, uh, it's uh, not the right behavior. That's no, all I, I mean, I would feel so much better about this if I could believe for a second that everyone would do the right thing, but I know they won't. Um, so I just try to applaud the people that do and mm. think, you know, thank you for putting yourself at a disadvantage, inconveniencing yourself. Um, because it's the right thing to do. I know that you're probably not doing it to get praise from a random person on a podcast, but you know what? You deserve it. No, nah, there's Eat no that way. chocolate. Yeah, there's a lot of good people. There. I mean, look, the coffee shop I was, I was at after I, you know, said those horrible words to the little kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I finished my coffee and I had the takeaway cup and I was like, oh, I just don't want to litter. There's no rubbish bin around. And so the coffee uh, shop owner was really nice. He goes, oh, look, just give it to me. I was like, oh, uh, there's my saliva on there. He goes, Sweetheart, I've had worse. <laughs> so, you know, there are some wonderful people out there still. Now I'm imagining what he was doing earlier that day. But... Yeah, I almost had a comeback when I was like, no, maybe I should just walk away now. <laughs> something, something, come back. There's a joke in there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, but definitely. Uh, I really, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. I mean. Oh, look, you know. I have to say, okay, there's been a few incidents. Think incidents are rising, and, and there's been a lot worse happening to um, other uh, Asians who look Chinese. Mm. Um, but on the whole of it, I've had some really good people as well. People still treating me normally, like uh, I've got white old men saying good morning to me in the area that I live when I go for a walk, you know. It, it, so things are still the same, and then uh, old you know, white women still approaching me, asking for directions mm. uh, and with 1.5 meter, obviously. Good on me. them. Yeah. So, you know, it's just these small pockets of society, maybe young kids who just don't understand and think it's funny. I, I love, I would love to believe that it was all young kids, but I mean, I think when people are scared of whatever criticisms they have about China, the Chinese government, different things, taking it out on individual mm. people is never going to solve whatever issue you think you have. And I just feel sorry for like, especially young women who are harassed when they're on their own. And I mean, yeah. even before this whole Corona thing happened, I think just anecdotally, I mean, my female Asian friends would report scarily high levels of harassment because there's this perception that they're an easy target. And it's they're like, weak, yeah. you can't just look at someone and know that they're a weak target. I mean, people might look at you and think that, but you will fuck them up. Like, <laughs> Are you talking to the audience or are you looking as are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I try to use my words these days. <laughs> these days. Yeah. yeah. So has has this kind of tension caused any uh, rift between you and Fun? 
Fun. Your 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 bogan Asian. My Bayesian. Your Bayesian. My Bayesian. Beyonce. Look, I'd say it hasn't caused much tension between us, other than the fact that I think I'm a lot more scared than him. Yeah. Um, he tends to be very calm about a lot of problems that sees it as just another thing we have to deal with, mm. whereas I'm more scared, like, oh my god, what if I catch it? What if I die? Okay. And he doesn't waste much time thinking about that kind of thing. Um, it has been really, really hard on, on us as a family. Mm -hmm. um, so due to COVID-19, I was stood down from my job. Mm -hmm. um, and also a few members of our extended family were too. Mm -hmm. So that increased pressure on him as a provider. Yeah. And I don't ever want to be one of those bitches that just sits at home and collects money from hubby. But yeah. I feel like I'm turning into that a little bit. <laughs> um, so it's Trophy wife material, yep. More like consolation prize wife. <laughs> he might think you're a trophy. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but um, that has been hard on us. And I think that's probably been the, the reality for so many families in Australia at the moment. But one thing that, that Fung does that I'm really glad that he does is he's really good at comparing that perspective when mm. he said to me just imagine if we had young kids and we both lost our jobs because there are people in that situation yes there are there so i'm grateful for that for him giving me perspective um and i'd say the tension is there as a result of those economic effects not because of the virus itself mm. um we've been quite lucky um, he also has a very politically incorrect sense of humour, so he doesn't get offended very much. He's got the licence to do it, that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't get offended when people, like, make Asian jokes or that kind of thing around him, but um, he does draw the line, like, in the workplace mm. when, when things start to get a bit, you know, targeted, because he's one of a few, few in his right. workplace. That's that's yeah. right. There's a lot of white guys there who think it's funny, and they just expect the minorities to just join in yeah and and also as a punching bag essentially well i mm. mean if it's his friends and they get along they make fun of everything i'm like okay you guys just have the weirdest sense of humor but if it's someone that he doesn't know very well who's taking liberties he mm. will he will say something and i'm you know i think that's hard to do so yeah it's very hard and i think usually with the asian culture is that you know if you're faced with um adversity or faced with some sort of threat um, usually they just go, oh, okay, whatever, uh, I'm just going to walk away from it. But I think there's been some uh, change of shift in this social interaction where this is not okay. They're not going to you know, turn a blind eye. I think people are getting more empowered to speak up mm. because before you might say something and the wider population would just kind of roll their eyes and say, oh, you know. Yeah. But now I think people are a lot more socially aware. I mean... It might be easy for me to say that as a, a white woman, but um, I do think that we're seeing more representation and we're seeing more time be spent on understanding different perspectives. Yeah. But I mean, even like this podcast is a is an Asian voice in you know. Yeah. Well, it's Asian voice, Australian voice, and as as well as the Asian Australian diaspora. So anybody who feels as though you know they have an interest or they are you know, a part of Asia, you know, you don't have to look a Asian to be part of Asia. I think we'll find this, you know, 
hopefully really you know, uh, helpful to listen to. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the Asian Australian experience is quite unique in a lot of ways. And we have very high rates of Asian representation in our population. That's right. Ooh, that was a rhyme. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're so witty. That's why I love you. <laughs> and um, I do think that, that just the unique culture of having people that have been here for a few generations and people that have been here for five minutes mm. and I mean, Asia itself is so diverse. That's why I really like when you say you don't have to look Asian to to be part of yeah. the, this community. Because I mean, look, there's people in China who are ethnically white. Exactly, Chinese Russians, and there are populations like there are people that I know who are you know albino Australians who were born in Hong Kong. Exactly. Or born in China, and I've actually met uh, people, um, you know, during transit at the airport, where uh, this old man was talking to me because he, he, I had no idea why he was talking to me. Then I found out after he said um, he lived in Hong Kong for 25 years before he had to return uh, back to London due to the uh, return of Hong Kong, and and he was he felt so out of place in mm. London. It's like I had my life in Hong Kong. I love the Hong Kong culture. I love like everything was all set out, and I had to completely uproot. And I, now I don't know where I belong because I see myself as being you know Hong Kong Asian. Exactly, <laughs> and I mean I bet he missed the food. Yeah, he he. <laughs> Everyone misses the food, like authentic Hong Kong. I mean, you probably don't have authentic stuff in UK, do you? I mean, I think fish and have... chips, right? Fish and <laughs> chips. Why did you do that in a Kiwi accent? Oh, I'm getting my I'm getting my countries mixed up. <laughs> I do think the Kiwis do make a particularly delicious fish and chips. <laughs> I think they are ahead of the time, actually. Ahead of the game. They're yeah. ahead of the game in so many ways, though. Random sidebar. Yeah. I fucking love New Zealand. New Zealand's amazing. Jacinta yeah. is the bomb. I like Jacinda. I like, you know, Taika Waititi. I like Lord of the yes. Rings. What more could you possibly want? Kiwis. Kiwis in general. I'd like to see a kiwi, actually. Like the, the actual animal. Birds. Yeah, the animal. Oh, they yeah, are bird. cute. All right. <laughs> they are very cute. Anyway, we're backtracking. <laughs> Sorry, sidebar over. New Zealand, we love you if you're listening. <laughs> Australia, why can't we have Jacinta? Anyway, um, going back to um, the, uh, the, the, the tension um, being faced by anyone who looks sort of Chinese or Asian-ish, um, some of your friends and families, uh, how are they dealing with it? Uh, well, everyone's been affected differently. I mean, I've had so many friends share stories of racial vilification, which is honestly just disgusting. And even when I've tried to encourage them, you know, mm. to report it to police or report it to the media, they don't want to. So maybe that's what you were talking about with that. Um, just want to, you know, deal with it and move on. Yeah. Um, but some some of the things, just for example, with a group of friends, I was um, standing around talking and one of the girls is from China and she just got back this was in January she mm-hmm. just got back from Lunar New Year and she had observed all the uh, the guidelines at the time of isolation and um, you know all the things that you were meant to do back then was a little bit different than it is now um, and when she was over there in China she spent the whole time at home she didn't go anywhere she didn't take any risks even though this was essentially the Chinese equivalent of Christmas Mm. the family didn't celebrate at all and she almost regretted going because it was so hard but she wanted to see her family who can blame her right yeah and another friend in the friend group was making joke after joke after joke 
about the coronavirus and making jokes about people eating bats. Mm. And afterwards, I just asked her, you know, like, are you okay? And she was, she wasn't. She yeah. was, she was, was really, really nice hurt. of you to reach was, out to her. Oh, she was really hurt. But it's just, I didn't want to say something to him in front mm. of her because I didn't want to be the white savior. Like, <laughs> but it was just so like obvious that he was saying the wrong thing and he didn't seem to realize at no, all. He had no perception of what no. was around him. No situational awareness at all. It's like, do you realize that you're talking to someone whose family is currently going through this? Yeah. Like, so I think just that lack of awareness and even myself, like earlier in the year, I had a bad cold. I had it checked out by the doctor, like did everything that you were supposed to do. And they just told me, wear a mask when you go out and about. Mm. So I had to go to the pharmacy to buy Panadol, mm. such is the excitement of my life. And I walked past Ooh. a group of tradesmen and they started shouting at me like Ebola, Corona. Oh, Cor that's not very nice. I was intimidated just because there was about five or six of them and one of me. Mm. I didn't think what they were saying was particularly bad, but I thought this is just because I'm wearing a mask. Actually, you're doing society a big contribution. I was just doing yeah. what my bloody doctor told me to do. I'm, I'm not that Don't be haggled. <laughs> so I, so I, I was really shocked and I thought it, I, I, in some ways with this pandemic going on, being Asian is like wearing that mask, but you mm. can't take it off. You're just a target for people's crap yeah and see at the end of the day i knew that this was just temporary for me whereas you've got to experience it <laughs> but people who get harassed because of their race they can't opt out they can't change that no and so i think you know people need to realize that and i have had some of those experience when i was living in china like people assume that i don't speak chinese so they would make jokes at my expense mm. or um say nasty things and I'm kind of okay with that because I still knew that I was safe and like 99% of people treat you so nicely that I don't think you can claim racism. Mm. The white privilege still very much exists. But it did make me sort of stop and question some of the things that I'd said and done growing up that could have been hurtful without realising it. Mm. It, it. There's a bit of a... Uh a huge difference between, um, well, I guess only from experience in China because I, I lived and worked there, is that oh, when it came to the Chinese people, it, you know, this is a massive generalization, but um, they, they view and perceive uh, foreigners who are, you know, of any any color usually quite well and mm. in high regard um so but in australia if you're asian or anything else like any color darker than a yellow um it you know it's just like oh you're just some immigrant whereas over there people like me who went over there and people like you who are white as white and there's also people who are you know brown they're called expats so there's a difference between in china where they treat foreigners as expats which is like a, a much glitzier you know like uh <laughs> Kim Ye status, whereas over here in Australia and a lot of the Western countries, that you're, you're like a dirty immigrant. I think that's, <laughs> that's a really interesting perspective. I mm. think some of it is about how the legislation works. I mean, I couldn't, I don't know if I could at all. It would certainly be difficult migrate to China and become a Chinese citizen and and buy property and and invest and build a life there. I don't know. I don't know that I could. Mm. Um, so foreigners in China are expats. It's a temporary mm. arrangement most of the time. But I they mean, do find ways. You, 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 I'm you sure, can look, I'm find sure, ways. I'm sure yeah. it's possible, but I, I doubt it would be easy. And I know that it's not easy to get an Australian citizenship. Not anymore. But yeah. I think the process of coming to Australia, getting a visa, getting PR is much simpler than it is for foreigners 
going into China. Mm. I mean, we're still seeing China expats living in segregated communities. Um, Very lavish, usually, too. Yes, of course. Mm. So it's kind of like privilege in some ways and segregation in others. Yeah. But then Um, you also have the um, English teachers who go there on, you know, just with their rags as well. And yet they're still treated quite well. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I mean, 99% of people in China were absolutely lovely and treated Mm. us so well and were so welcoming. But I do still remember the old lady who walked past me and said, Why go la chi? Oh, sorry that happened to you. Don't apologize. But she's an old lady, you know, from her back in her generation. She, she oh, probably had a lot of. She um, was probably just like, I'm yeah. sick of all these foreigners coming, coming here and, you know, and ruining my vibe. I don't blame her. She's all, she's entitled to her opinion. She didn't know that we could understand her. Um, and you, you know what? You should have responded, yes. Yes. Uh, Thanks. Tai tai, 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 Thank you. Thank you, lady. I am I am garbage. Thanks. <laughs> but um I mean I guess in some ways you do experience that in China as a white person you're instantly a foreigner. There's no one who's gonna think that you're a local. Mm. So maybe that's similar to what migrants experience here. I mean, certainly I know my, my partner experiences that. Born and raised, biggest bogan you'll ever meet, and people assume he can't speak English. So let's just rehash. Fun uh, plays footy, loves going to the beach, whereas Sveti doesn't. <laughs> no, he's more Aussie than me. <laughs> I, I enjoy walks on the beach, but I'm not really much of a swimmer, whereas he's very much the all Aussie adventure kind of guy. <laughs> and does he, he sinks four X's, doesn't he? Yeah. Four X's from Queensland, great, right? Great Northern. <laughs> yeah, Great Northern. <laughs> Goes for the, the, the Maroons. The Maroons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I feel un-Australian compared to him. But he's the one that has to deal with the racial abuse. A lot of the second and third and generations, you know, you know, same as people from Irish and UK background who've been here second and third generation. It's just, there's a physical difference. This is yeah. the thing. Like, my family has only been here for one generation longer than his. Mm. But we're white. <laughs> they're yellow I mean I, but don't get me wrong my family experienced discrimination my family were in the concentration camps mm. um, so I think like that that's not my experience but that's m- my grandfather's experience mm. and they suffered a lot to come here mm. and that's actually one of the things we sort of bonded over mm. but whereas I just blend right in Exactly, uh, yeah. because you look the look of what an Australian should look like. Well, what an Australian should look like is a gorge Aboriginal person. <laughs> Which is only 2.8% of the Australian population. But they're the only people that get to claim to be true Aussie. <laughs> Everyone else is a migrant. <laughs> pretty much. Well, that, that's like 97% of the population are all migrants then. Well, pretty much. Yeah. We are all migrants. If you're not Indigenous, you're a migrant. <laughs> deal with it. In fact, you've taken some of that land that doesn't belong to you. Exactly. So deal with it and show a bit more respect to indigenous people please and to people of all colors really exactly <laughs> but oh my god the way that indigenous people are treated in this country is oh so let's shameful. not go there yeah, we that's, another, that's another topic for we another won't day go there, but love to all my indigenous <laughs> yeah. pals you're out here showing us how it's done the real aussies that's right yeah, yeah. empowerment I, I wish we could empower more but there are some indigenous activists doing an amazing job they don't need our help <laughs> But at the moment, Australia needs some help to sort out this racial slur and stir in the walk situation. Yes, we do need some empowerment for our Asian brothers and sisters. Or anyone who looks Asian-ish. So even if you're half Asian, 
apparently you fall in that category in some people's eyes. I think half Asian is even harder because you get crap from both sides. I mean, <laughs> even like my partner, Fung, he's not half, but he's very dark having grown up in Australia. Mm. So he gets it from the Vietnamese side where people say, oh, you look too dark. Are you sure you don't have something else in you? And then from Aussie, <laughs> he, he, should, he should have said indigenous Australian. Thank you. <laughs> I think he did at one point. <laughs> just, just to troll. <laughs> But um, I do think it's amazing how much people think they should get to know about you, like insisting, but where are you really from? And, mm. you know, what's your exact ethnic background? It's so weird. It's such a weird question to ask someone within a few minutes of meeting them. I think it's just to make them feel comfortable or how to interact. Or, but it's you know, not a good way. <laughs> they can just broaden their perspective of what a X person can look like, you yeah. know. A Chinese person doesn't look exactly what you picture them in your head. A Vietnamese person... I always person, get called Korean, but I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I like Korean. <laughs> you're like, I like, I enjoy bim bim bap. <laughs> I like K-pop, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can be Korean. Happy with that. <laughs> it's like when I was in China. Oh, Russian. <laughs> oh, that's so Oh, but good on you for making it, you know, like, just laughing about it. Oh, oh, I whatever. used to say, Doi ni tai gui. <laughs> so it's better to just say, I'm really expensive. Yeah, too much <laughs> too for much you. For you. <laughs> I mean, you've just got to make fun of yourself sometimes. Right? I know. And, like, these people, they didn't mean any harm. They didn't probably assume that I couldn't understand what they were saying. And, like, that's fine. But that was a good lesson because yeah. then you go, oh, okay, she speaks Chinese. And then she just, you know, talked back and told me, you know, I'm far more expensive than you you know can ever afford um, yeah just, just have a time. laugh and, and no no one gets hurt i think that's like quite harmless yeah but also it's it's a good um uh receptor for them because then next time they see another white person who looks russian they're not going to go up and go hey are you russian and then make those kind of comments because well less so hopefully because well, the behavior would change but i, I mm. don't think it's an insult to call some ask someone if they're russian <laughs> and there are so many russians in shanghai that i wouldn't i think they're just gonna guess that just because maybe a lot of western people they've met happen to be russian, russian. Mm. yeah well you do look russian-ish and part polish, polish. Oh, yeah. same same <laughs> but different <laughs> very different <laughs> we are not the same <laughs> different cultures when people say white people have no culture <laughs> <laughs> That's have not you, true. <laughs> have you ever tried pierogies? Pierogies. I, have, I love pierogi. I love it. It's um, it's like dumplings, but it's stir not stir fried, but pan fried with like bacon and is it mushroom? As There's well, all or? different ways you can have onion. them. Yes, caramelized onion is my favorite. Yes. Pierogi ruski. Yes. yes, and then with the sour cream on top, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You oh, gotta delicious. have sour cream if you're eating Polish food and cheese. Yes. Oh my god, it's like the best of both worlds. <laughs> One of my favorite things is called goabki. It's cabbage with pork mince inside, cooked mm. in tomato sauce. Oh yum. <sighs> anyway, I digress. Oh, that's culture though. <laughs> oh, it is culture. <laughs> White people do have culture. We do. We have beautiful Slavic <laughs> culture. Uh, but see, I can say that and still recognize that I enjoy white privilege. I don't know why that's so hard for some people. <laughs> no, it's because you're quite understanding about um, other colors, I think. I don't know. Which is not very common uh, in I this land we live in. I think it's getting more common. Mm. I think it's becoming. Well, yeah, I think, I, th I think they say like in Australia, it's about what one in, one in two people have a parent who came from overseas. Yeah, and so that's that's huge. That's like fifty percent of the population who technically have another heritage. Exactly, and I think we should celebrate that. Actually, no, actually ninety-seven percent because technically, 
this is Indigenous Australia. Exactly. So no exactly. 7% of the population is from overseas. Exactly. And, and, you know, there's a reason why the Indigenous population is so small, because mm. white settlers tried to systematically get rid of Indigenous populations. So yeah. that's the only reason why the ratio is so small is because, you know, the British had a really good crack at wiping them out which is awful and we need to admit to that and you know say sorry sorry day was a few days ago yeah and i didn't see very much on the news about it did you because it was all about corona exactly exactly so i think we need to have some more solidarity there but anyway i yeah. digress again sorry. and then i guess that the white settlement started um uh popping out babies like rabbits do yeah. like rabbits do <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> Well, I mean, these were tough times. You had to have a lot because you weren't sure how many would live to adulthood. <laughs> yeah, you got to spread your seeds, right? Just yeah. make sure, you know, let's let's see son number 10 if he's going to make it big for the whole family. So wild oats. So wild oats, Madam Chan. <laughs> so before we finish up, um, I thought we could cover what's in a name. You know how coronavirus is called coronavirus, but I always think of beer, whereas other people think of, you know, Chinese. <laughs> What's your view on this? Well, I mean, before they the WHO named it COVID-19. I love it, the WHO. Or COVID-19, as newsreaders say it, because it sounds more scarier. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of different names floating around. Some of the ones that I heard were China virus. Yes, Trump. Trump's Wuhan China pneumonia. virus. China bad. virus, bad. <laughs> Wuhan pneumonia, Kung flu. Kung flu? Oh, I haven't heard that one. That was pretty funny, actually. See, but it's it's funny in certain contexts, but it, it becomes racialized in others. And the other one was calling Xi Jinping Winnie the flu. Oh, my God. Which is just, like, really <laughs> ridiculous. And... Um, all these kind like I, I saw people calling it Ching Chong virus. I saw people mm. like laughing, saying China deserves this. Yeah. Um, with just absolutely no care for the people that were having their lives absolutely torn apart, and I mean no care for all the medical staff and workers in China who gave their lives trying to mm. fight this. And as well as in other countries at the moment as well. Yeah. yeah. But at the, at, when it started, there were so many Chinese doctors and nurses who yeah. were just turning themselves inside out. And I think instead of acknowledging that, everyone decided to make fun of it. Mm. And Because it was only happening in China, at that's the why. Time, yeah, yeah. It's just cruel. And I mean, now that we've got COVID-19, it's a bit better because it's, it doesn't call up any one place. Mm. This is a global problem now. It's a very innocuous name. Um, yeah. So I think that's better. But I still see people calling it China virus. Because um, it's just easier to associate blame. And that's the thing. They love to blame Chinese people. Whereas one individual person is no has no responsibility for it. I mean, you can throw around as much blame as you want, but it's not going to help anyone. <laughs> I had somebody, a white person, <laughs> uh, explain to me one time ago, do you know what? All these imported um, Chinese uh, spring onions that are coming over are sprayed with, you know, whatever it was, and it's affecting whatever it was. I can't even remember the context. And, and she's like, can you do something about it? I'm like, I'm just one person. I lived in Australia all my life. What do you want me to do? Call up the CCP and go, yo, can you stop spraying those spring onions? And people don't want to take any responsibility. That, I know. Because these are the people that will complain if spring onions are out of stock when they're out of season. <laughs> So they have to be imported. 
and then they'll complain about them being imported from countries that they don't like. Imagine if China just did a whole thing, alright, we are not going to make any more mobile phones. And exactly. Then, so no one's going to have mobile phones. Exactly. So your Apple, your Samsung, whatever you're using, you're holding right now or listen to this, it's made in China. <laughs> this is the thing, like, I just wrote a tweet about how much I hate China from my made in China iPhone. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Coronavirus, Rona, the Rona. See, see, that's a that that's a, another good nickname. I'm I'm a fan of the Rona. The Rona, I love the Rona. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon I can call this episode "Love You Corona Time." <laughs> How's that? I like it. I like it. It's working for me. I I don't know. I just hope that Corona Time will be over soon and we can go back to some semblance of normality. And you know what, guys? Life is precious. And you be grateful and appreciate it. I think what Corona time has done for the world was also to sort of pinpoint that family is important. Also, we've mm. been going quite a while without a big crisis in, in Australia. I mean, we haven't had a major recession. We haven't had a war. We haven't had a bad disease outbreak. So, I mean... <sighs> The sort of cynical part of me thinks this was going to happen one way or another. Mm. It was going to have come. There was going to have to be a market correction, yeah. especially in the housing market. And <laughs> this is just our lot. We have to deal with it. We can't run from it. We can't hide from it. Um, we can come out stronger on the other side. The other side. I like that. Let's go and get some food to eat on the other side of this town. Okay, let's get some authentic <laughs> Chinese food. Let's go and support some small businesses around here in Chinatown. <laughs> I love Chinatown. Thank you, Sferdy. Always so lovely to have you here. Thanks for having me back, Madam Chen. And then we're going to grab a $5 Corona from down there as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bag right out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.